Now we are beginning the book of 1 John. There's a lot of similarity between the opening lines of 1 John and the Gospel of John. You might just take a minute to compare them. What strikes me at first glance is the empirical nature of the description. That is so different from what some of us take to be spiritual. In verse 1, for example, it says, We saw him with our eyes. It doesn't say, We thought we saw a mystical haze of something out there. No, we saw him. And it says, We heard him speak. Not, I sense that he might be saying... And it says, Our hands actually touched him. Not, I reached out, but my arm went through the image in front of me. In verse 2 it says, He was visible, and we have seen him. Not, I thought I saw something. He has dawned upon us. We have seen. We have heard. This is empirical data. It's sensory information. And why is that? Why is it so important that we know that he speaks, that he's there, that we can see him? Why? So we can share and enjoy this life together, God and me and me with other Christians. Community is based upon truth, not whim, not imagination. Nothing wrong with imagination, because C.S. Lewis used imagination, but he used it to convey a very true and real message. And also, there is fellowship with God. That's not imagination either. What are the ultimate goals? Verse 4 in chapter 1 of First John. First of all, to release the fullness of joy. But it is John's joy that is being released upon his readers. We need to accept this gift of his joy. It really is a gift of the Holy Spirit. In verse 5, we find another goal, sharing the life-giving message from Jesus. We heard him say it. We can read it. It's from Jesus. Thirdly, giving pure light. That's another goal. Perfect light, not, not a bit of darkness. But if we walk in the darkness, we are self-deceived. We are not living the truth. We are back to the idea that we are a community built upon truth, not whim, not fancy, not, not just guesswork. And then in verse 7, we live in the pure light that surrounds him. And the result of living in the pure light of God is sharing fellowship with God and with other believers. How's that possible? Because of the blood of Jesus. And that blood of Jesus cleans us. He continually cleans us. It's an ongoing process. He cleans us of all sin. Not just part of it. Not just the worst of it. All of it. And verse 8. But wait a minute. You're calling me a sinner? Who do you think you are? The answer is, well, I'm one who is no longer self-deceived. I am no longer hiding the truth. I am no longer being defensive. I am no longer living a lie. I admit it. I confess it. I have sinned. But why is this so important? Because by admitting my sin, God's light comes through the deception and the defensiveness. He exposes those hidden parts of me, and he forgives me every single time. Every time!
he forgives us and continues to clean us up some more. But we must be open to the light. We must be open. We must be transparent. We must be honest. We need to admit the darkness. We know some of the sin, and he begins by affirming that, but then God goes deeper. He begins to expose the unknown sin in our lives. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. At this deeper level, we can actually walk in fellowship with God, not just talk about it, not just pretend it, not bluff our way through life, but truly be open to God. This brings restoration. We become new, and the destruction of ourselves is being rebuilt by God. The conscience is cleaned. The conscience was one of the first casualties. We didn't feel guilty about the hidden sin, and perhaps not even from the sin that we knew about. We died because of sin. We were less than fully human, but now the conscience is rebuilt, and the obstacles between us and God are removed, swept clean, scrubbed down, overhauled, tuned up, repaired, reversed, made whole, erased, gone forever, rebuilt, reconfigured, transformed. Wow! Here are some words from a song that means a lot to me. It's written by Neil Morse. I wish there was a way to start again. Just blink and count to ten in the land of beginning again. Where no one knows the bad things that you've done, the past is truly gone in the land of beginning again. I wish there was a way to start again, to wake up among friends in the land of beginning again. And I love my brother more than my own life, and no one feels mean. All things are new. Behold, the slate is clean. I wish there was a way to start again in the land of beginning again. We can begin again. That's the good news of the scripture. That's what John is telling us. We can begin again. And I'm telling you, you can begin again. There is a land of beginning again. No, people may not forget. But God will. Those sins are buried in the deepest sea, and they will never be remembered again. That's from the Old Testament, Micah 7, verses 18 and 19. Begin again. This is your opportunity for a different life. This is Brother Don.